Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Justine. I'm Daniela. And, and welcome, welcome to Zen What? A podcast where we discuss our own personal journeys towards healing and wellness. We're two best friends on a mission to break the stigma around mental health. And we hope that by sharing our stories, you will feel less alone. The veil of silence drops with us. Hey everyone, we're wishing you all the very best. Whether you're thriving or surviving, we're here for you. If you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to Zen What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. So, how are you doing, Justine? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I am very physically tired mm. in a, a very good way um, mm-hmm. because I'm doing all my classes and it feels really good. Right now, mm-hmm. you're looking at me. I look like a curly cockatoo because I still have it in my <laughs> workout hair. Um, so I'm still trying the to... cutest cockatoo <laughs> I ever did see. <laughs> trying to figure out the hair situation it's a journey but yeah, yeah. Um, everything else is pretty good um wow you called me out on this last time i did this i cried myself to sleep last night i shouldn't say that i'm doing good i <laughs> i'm just so used to saying that i'm guilty of it too right? i'm guilty of it too like uh hearing back last week i think i said i'm in good health so i can't complain yeah. i was like what <laughs> That's how you know somebody is like really going through it when they say some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, well, there's a roof over my head. Like, oh yeah. no. Oh my god. May peace be with I know. you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my so, gosh. you want to talk about it a little bit, or you're just going through it? I or? am one session into therapy, and I feel like I'm six mm-hmm. months in, which is a great sign <laughs> that I have a really yeah, great therapist yeah. practitioner. Yes. Um, yes. But it is really, really deep work that I have mm-hmm. never done. This is a mm-hmm. new strategy for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it feels really uncomfortable. I also, oh my God, I got a new phone today. What? Yes. I got the iPhone 13 mini and it literally looks exactly like my Blackberry Pearl. Is there a 13 out? Yeah, girl. What? (laughs) What do I have? Probably the eight. (laughs) No, you. What number are we on? (laughs) No. You know what? Adam was so annoyed with, I had the six S for the longest time. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Y'all, he was like, I can't look Daniela at your phone anymore. Daniela had the anymore. 6S until like, m- like maybe two days before COVID. Like Daniela had that 6S for the longest time. Yeah. Oh, I have an 11. Oh, you have an 11. Okay, that's fine. Okay, okay. that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> okay, we're on 13 yes. now. <laughs> so we're on 13 now. Um, and what was I going to say about her? She looks like the Blackberry Pearl. Um, mm-hmm. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Because she's, she's mini, right? Yeah, she's mini. Oh my god! Oh, I love it. It's so nice to have a phone that's small. Um, yeah. 
And I have no fucking clue what I was going to say about her and why that related to therapy. Oh, I was looking through my photos last night. That's why. Mm. I was trying to clear out my photos to see, like, how much space I really need. And um, I was looking at old photos, and I was like, how dare you, you selfish bitch, call you fat (laughs) three years ago. How dare you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The audacity. Yeah. audacity. Oh my god! And even that thought pattern, right? Of like, mm-hmm. like that's what body dysmorphia is. It's just the past yeah. you is always the best version. The current you is mm-hmm. never good enough, and the future you yeah. is never gonna get there. Is like the pattern yeah. of the body dysmorphia. Uh, um, vicious, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. And I think that's what really uh, that plus my therapy homework is what really like triggered my uh, emptiness of emotions last night. But I woke up mm-hmm. feeling much better, so that's usually how it goes. Um, I know it's like crying can feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I personally always feel better after like a good cry, yep. you know, it's just like that release. Yeah. Yep. Um, but in the moment I'm not like particularly enjoying it at all. You know? No, in the moment at I'm all. feeling those feelings yeah. like the worst, but after I felt, I, and I popped two Advil PM, so you know, I got that good <laughs> sleep girl. Knocked out. Yeah. That good oh room. Uh, you like woke up and you're like, where am I? Yes. Yeah. Like, oh my God. New Year's. But, um, yeah, it was, it, uh, I woke up feeling better, uh, definitely better than I was yesterday. Um, that's good. So how are you? Yeah. You know, I am the same. Like I am just feeling overwhelmed. Mm. Um, you know, that fear is starting to creep in, just not knowing where life is going to take me, but like, you know, I'm just trying to remind myself. Creeping in. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, just like. Uh, you know, when am I going to find a job? Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. Am I doing enough? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just, just, you know, I have to remind myself that every day I am trying my best mm-hmm. and that can look different on different days, mm-hmm. but you know, I get up every day and I'm trying and like, that's all I can really do mm-hmm. and just be a little bit compassionate with myself mm-hmm. and, um, remind myself that I don't need to have all the answers today. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to have all of the answers, mm-hmm. right? So just getting comfortable with that and trying to give myself what I need in, in that particular moment, which is often, oftentimes just understanding yeah. and compassion, grace, um, yeah, all that. grace, all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this week, yesterday was my fourth wedding anniversary. It's your anniversary. <laughs> yeah. yeah anniversary 13 years together which is Holy just wild shit. to me <laughs> yeah. oh my god insane um but yeah it was a nice lovely dinner i um got my martha stewart on made yeah. some duck confit That's wild that you made, <laughs> made that. some yeah made some potatoes dauphinois whole foods oh yeah that's right okay okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you can't always get it there but luckily mm-hmm. they had it um I went on Monday. You know what really upset me? I was at Whole Foods and I was waiting in line. The lines were like a disaster. Mm. There weren't that many cashiers. Mm. And then there was an announcement made on through the intercom and they were like, join us for a power hour from five to seven. So immediately I'm like, power hour? That's two hours. Yeah, okay. What? What, what's this power hour? The power hour was apparently there was going to be a competition amongst the cashiers of who was the fastest. So I guess like seeing the most customers and it just like left a bad taste in my mouth i was like i hate it here i hate capitalism (laughs) like this 
so Jeff Bezos needs to go to jail. Are you fucking serious? Power yeah. hour like, from five to seven through enough. When everyone's yeah. out of work, are you fucking yeah. crazy? Yo, like they have been through so, so much, much. Like, as essential workers yes. through this pandemic. Like, get out of here, because you oh. know there are no benefits to this. Oh. Like, real, no. except for like employee of the yeah, day. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want power hour. Oh yeah. my god, it's just sick. That um, is fucked up. Yeah. I was like, I should have gone to Trader Joe's. Oh I God, hate it here. I hate it. Yeah, I should have made him some, <laughs> some cauliflower gnocchi and sat down. Yeah. Yo, Jeff, Jeffrey, if you're hearing this, first of all, I got your email about um, uh, $9.99 for every delivery order. They're going to tack on a $10 fee. Mm. They sent a sneaky little email that was not mobile compatible. So if you were on your phone and you got that email, you probably just ignored it. No. It's important. Yeah. yeah. I got that yeah. email. Second of all, you have $9.99 per order. Jeff, you can yeah. cover that cost. I don't have a problem with the $9.99 if it's going Direct. directly to the, yeah. Yeah, to the, to the shopper. Mm. But mm. you know that's not what's going to happen. So. Not. Absolutely not. <sighs> that is very unsettling. I, would, I too yeah. would be in a tizzy. I know. I was like, if I didn't need this duck right now, I'd just get out of here. <laughs> no, this is the only fucking place to get duck besides Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go to Italy right now. I don't. <laughs> and even then, it's so, so much more expensive. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, friend. That is wild. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. Oof. But I feel like you know the anniversary and everything. It's just all synchronicity, right? Sure With- is. <laughs> With our episodes and everything, yep. mm-hmm. um, today we're going to be discussing relationships, uh, being single, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be pretty interesting because yes. we both have uh, very different experiences, different perspectives. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah, you, me, and Natasha actually. Natasha's the other side of the other spectrum of dating history. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) So shall we? Shall we? Can we discuss? (laughs) Yes. The can we discuss segment where we talk about a certain topic we've been healing through, creating solutions for, or growing from. So um, as Daniela said, today we're going to be talking about romantic relationships, but we're Mm -hmm. also going to be talking about things like couples therapy, how to get to know yourself before you get... Mm. Get uh get down with somebody, and then um, also uh, sometimes even like getting over yourself, mm-hmm. um, in knowing those boundaries. So, right, should we go pop into our dating history? Should we pop into yours yeah, first? It's probably the shortest. Yeah, mine is very <laughs> short. Yeah, <laughs> very simple. Uh, yeah, I mean, I met Adam when I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. I met him probably the first or second day of school. Holy we shit. the second day. Yeah. I thought it was the second week. Or like the first day? No, because we lived in the same. We didn't even. It wasn't a dorm. It was a program house. Um, yeah, which is there were like different program houses at Cornell. Like there. the one that I lived in was called Jam, just about music. So it was <laughs> very much centered. <laughs> Like, uh, there was a piano, yes. there was a recording Adam, space. Adam didn't yeah. live there his whole life? No, no. Well, because it was a very bizarre place to yes. live. Um, he obviously chose to live there. Obviously. I was just randomly placed okay. there. You know, okay. I, don't, gotcha. I don't play any instruments. Gotcha. Uh, 
I only sing in the shower, so, like, (laughs) it was very random to be put in there. But that was fate, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's funny. It's like, we both have very different memories of, like, when we first met. Um, I had the correct memory of, like, the exact moment. All right, now. And guess who doesn't have a podcast? Adam. Okay. (laughs) You better let him know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now you know. Uh Um... But, uh, yeah, so we met at a really young age and, um, we started out as friends and then quickly, you know, within the first few weeks of school became more than friends mm-hmm. and then decided to be exclusive. Adam was my first boyfriend. Aww. I was his first girlfriend. Aww. So we were very much in like virgin territory, mm-hmm. like not knowing what we were doing mm-hmm. at all. Um, and so, yeah, we've been together for 13 years, just celebrated, four years of uh, marriage and Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, we've grown a lot together, Mm -hmm. been through a lot of stuff within that time, you know, 13 years is a lot of history. So um, I think what has helped us in particular is that our relationship, the foundation of our relationship is based on friendship. friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think that's important to, at the end of the day, be friends with your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, over time resentments can build and, Mm -hmm. Um, you can grow apart. And so if you have that, uh, base, yeah. it, it makes it a little bit easier to come back to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause there's more yeah. of a reason. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what about you friend? Tell me a little bit about your dating history. Okay. <laughs> so I have been obsessed with boys since yeah. like 10 years old. It's hard not to, especially, you know, from the school we were, we went to. (laughs) Yes. Um, and I also have had a pretty, um, curvy body since a very young age. Mm -hmm. So started actually dating. Yeah. Let's start after college. Nothing before college counts. Absolutely not. It's (laughs) absolutely preposterous. Um, (laughs) And during college, I was like kind of trying to still date people back home, but Mm -hmm. I've always, uh, up until now, kind of dated in phases. So Mm. there were points in my life that went in and out where I really liked dating sneakily. I liked (laughs) keeping keeping everything on the low. Random dates in the car, random pop up at your nigga's job, (laughs) random um, fuck you on the 10th floor during work, (laughs) like random stuff like that was my zhuzh for a long time. Yeah. Um, And I I remember when you first told me that, I was like, (laughs) what? Who are you? Who is my friend? Like, I never would have thought. Girl. I love it. I love that. (laughs) Catch your freak on. Yeah, that was me. Um, And I also dated, like, pretty nice, nice, nice guys until I dated the mean guy um, Mm. who was supposed to be my husband, right? He was supposed, Mm. destined to be. Um, And he, to this day, is the meanest guy I've ever dated. He was terrible. Um, and it, it, and how long did you date him for? Would you say three months and then another month, maybe four months, maybe I'll give him. But you guys were talking for a really long time too. Like even when you weren't dating. And then also knew each other since we were 12. 
Oh, this guy. This, okay. Oh, yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. Uh-huh. This one, all right. And then after that, he was also very well-educated. After that, I was like, I'm only mm-hmm. dating niggas. I'm only dating people who didn't go to college, GEDs. I'm not, like, I'm not fooling with nobody. I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not doing this with yeah. these very pretentious men who think they're the mm-hmm. shit just because they got mm-hmm. the same degree I got. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck out of here. No. Um, yeah. And so I dated guys who uh, were older um i had the my one like mr big guy who yeah yeah that's what i thought you were talking yeah. about yeah like, oh no that was years that was years yeah yeah um and that was a relationship that i learned a lot from mm-hmm. and he taught me more than anybody else besides my current boyfriend right now um yeah. and but it was also destructive at the same time. It was some of the worst heartbreak ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, by the time around 2019 came around, put me into a really low place of like, so I never want to feel like that ever again. Oh, yeah. So let me be alone. I'm yeah. going to try being alone for the rest of my life. Sounds good. And then I went to yeah. go to therapy and she was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Come again? Yeah, she was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. And then I was at work. I always had a crush on the guy that was like across the way sitting next mm-hmm. to Jenny. But I'm like, mm. And then I finished therapy with Dr. Jackie in December 2019. January mm-hmm. 2020, I like admitted that I had a crush on him. And then yeah. by September 2020, we to were yourself, together. To yourself. To myself. Yeah, just to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by December, or September 2020, we were together. And actually, June 2020 was the month that I told Daniela and only <laughs> Daniela. <laughs> Nobody else oh knew. <laughs> Including the other people at work who still yeah. are uh, very yeah. uh, hateful and jealous that you knew well. and nobody else. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And now yeah. I've been with him ever since. It's been the best thing in the world. So you guys have been together a year now. A year. Right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aw. I love that. <laughs> so that's our You guys are very cute together. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. And that is my date. I never dated online. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely not. Yeah, yeah man. I, and you know, it's like I know a lot of people, like a lot of success stories yes, from same. like the Bumble or Coffee Meets Bagel or whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could totally see like how like online dating would be really helpful or the apps and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's still like I am coming from a place where when I first started dating Adam, like online dating was very... I don't know. It was like very weird. scary, right? Like yeah. very weird, right? To like meet a stranger, to be mm-hmm. on like Match.com Match or like okay E-Harmony. Yeah. E-Harmony. Plenty of fish. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of fish. Yeah. There were no like swiping right yeah. or left. Yep. Um, yep. And now it's just like, that's what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's great too, right? Yeah. I think it's um, opened a lot of barriers for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes it is easier to get to know someone online than mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. It just like takes a little bit of pressure off. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like easier to be yourself online. Cause it, it like, I guess being in front of a person, it's like hard to be vulnerable. Yeah. 
And I think that having a screen as, like, that barrier, Mm -hmm. like, makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, But also, like, online dating sounds tough, too. Like, I've also, as many success stories as I've heard, I've also heard, like, horror stories, you know? Misery. Definitely. Um, I I think, too, a lot of people meet online and get together who wouldn't have gotten together if they met in person. mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's so amazing about online Mm -hmm. dating. Yeah, totally. But yeah, yeah, I just went to an online dating wedding. They went, they met on an app that doesn't even exist anymore. What? Yeah. What was the app? It was called Meld, and it was an app that was for black professionals that linked your LinkedIn page to the app. Oh. And they met on that, but my girl, sh- shout out to her, she was out here on like three dates a week. She was like, I want to get, yeah. I decided I want to get married, and then like... Boom. Got him. Yeah. 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 I know. I remember I had two friends. Um, they were both single and they were kind of like each other's like dating buddy. Mm-hmm. Like they were trying to hold each other accountable. Like I'm going to go on X number of dates yeah. each week or each month and stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like updating each other on their progress. Yep. Cause it can be hard out there. Oh, you know, yeah. like yeah. there's a lot of like fishing you got to do. Uh, like so just... much. <laughs> So, so, so Weeding much. out just, like, duds and yeah. just trash. Yeah. And like, or just people who yeah. aren't for you. Right, you know? right. And they're, uh, the older you get, the smaller the pool gets. Mm-hmm. But most people, even when you're 21, are not for you. Yeah. So it's, like, fine. You know. Yeah. To anybody yeah. listening who may be singling out here, it's fine. Keep going. Yeah, we're, we're here to tell you it's going to be okay. Yeah. And to keep going and... Um, you know, I think in the meantime, getting really curious about what you want yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. let's see. This question. What's your type? Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't really have a type. I was going to say, is Adam your type? Um. I'm whispering like he's here with me. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have headphones on right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean, I don't think I have a type per se, but... I think one of the things that um, attracted me to him was just our ability to make each other laugh. Mm. Like that to me is really important. Mm-hmm. If I can't laugh with you, if I can't have a good time with you, I'm not really going to be interested. Yeah. Um, but like aesthetics wise, mm-hmm. like I don't really, I don't really care. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? I typically don't go for white guys, but that's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not being exclusionary. <laughs> I'm just saying most of the time. Um, yeah. And I think what really attracted me to my partners before was their respect for women, especially mm-hmm. the partner that I have now because yeah. of uh, the, the guy who I dated was very educated, had zero respect for women. Um, I realized how much of a turnoff that was. I'm also third generational girl school, so you can't really hang mm. with the rest of us if you yeah. uh, don't. And the way that he treated one of my other coworkers, shout out to Jenny, um, mm. who was above him at the time, uh, mm. really made me respect him even more and made me very, very attracted to him um, yeah. because of how much he respected and talked about her and talked to her. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't like have this ego about this woman being above him. Yeah. And my man is six five, and Jenny is five mm. foot one. <laughs> and he'd be like, "Oh, Jenny, oh, uh, I just have a question for you." Like he would be so respectful <laughs> and nice to her. 
Yeah. Oh, he's so sweet. Yeah, he's the best. So, yeah. He's a good egg. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, my God. What are some? Nana, you must never, will never, ever, ever. What are some of yours? I'm trying to think of some of mine. Non-negotiables? Yeah. Again, you got to make me laugh. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> that's not negotiable. Okay. Um, there has to be respect there. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you cannot talk to me crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't be mm-hmm. name calling and mm-hmm. shit like that because mm-hmm. I will lose my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, Adam is very respectful. Yeah. Like, even when he's upset with me, there is no name calling. Yeah. There, you know, it doesn't, we're not going for each other's like jugular, yeah. you know? Um, mm-hmm. So those, I would say, are some of my yeah. non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mine are that you have to be self-aware. Um, mm-hmm. It really bothers me when I see the problem I have with you, I see the problem that you have with you, and you are like, well, I'm not changing. That I can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, too, am an ever-evolving creature. I'm constantly mm-hmm. looking to evolve bigger and better. And so I need somebody to like hold my hand and do that with me. And Mm -hmm. then um, I would say somebody who is ambitious. And I say that Mm. with friends, family, partners, everybody. That somebody Mm -hmm. who is not ambitious, even if you are not, um, even if you're like ambitious about relaxing, (laughs) right? Like even if you're, (laughs) you know. Even if you are just ambitious about living whatever your best life is and not feeding into capitalism, that's still ambition um, that I can respect. And maybe that's like a a little bit of uh, conditioning on my end, but that's something that I really want from a man too. And even like that example you just cited, like you're still, you're able to like learn from your partner if they're ambitious in some kind of way, right? Right. yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Where should we talk about I next? I'm trying to look at this beautiful um, outline that you made that I can't believe that I prepared <laughs> for the wrong episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I know that this was um, important for me because I started dating Adam when I was so young. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I didn't know who I was at 18. Yeah, I didn't well, and you were different. Even yeah. 25, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're constantly changing and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I think it's important to definitely, like, I make your re- relationship a priority, but it cannot be your end-all, be-all. Like, mm-hmm. you need to be your own priority. You need to check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, get really curious about who you are and what your needs are. What are your values? Like, are you even compatible with your partner? Do you guys have the same goals Mm -hmm. and ambitions? Um, Because I think if you don't nurture your relationship that you have with yourself, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's very easy for you to feel resentful towards your partner Mm -hmm. when you have this expectation that they have to be your everything. And I think that's kind of a trap that our, society has made for us whether it's through movies or books it's like that's a narrative that I see time and time again is that your partner will rescue you or just be like everything to you and that's not like healthy to me (laughs) and and rescue you from not only your like yourself and the deepest darkest parts of you and and the Mm -hmm. um the parts of you that you feel that need fixing but also mm-hmm. from this like single life of being dismal yeah. and alone 
Right. Which is... Because that's another thing, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, society's like, being single, especially as a woman, is the worst yeah. thing in the world. It's the worst fate, yeah. you know? Like, they made a whole show about it, Sex in the City, yeah. right? Like, every... Yes. <laughs> it's just, you know... It's shitty because you're not any less of a human being no. whether or not you're in a relationship, you know? And they do it low-key on Housewives all the time. We see it mm-hmm. with Miss Giselle. Yeah, that's true. We saw it this week when Wendy said, your luggage will come with you. That shit was yeah. wild. Yeah. That was so that's... mean. <laughs> like, right. <and> people <laughs> are just really, really uh, mean and harsh to single women. And uh, mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross can't carry the bag herself. Yeah, um, I know. Because you have narratives like spinster or yeah. old maid yeah. or like, you know, I remember being obsessed with Bridget Jones's diary yeah. mm-hmm. and like as a middle school or high school, like feeling very much like Bridget Jones because I had never oh been God. in a relationship yes. with a boy. Yeah. It's like, oh calm down. You're, you're a kid. Anyone like, listening relax. in high school, it doesn't matter. Nothing you it do right now matter. matters. Just get into college or <laughs> trade school or whatever the fuck you want to do. Like it yeah. does not matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. Start putting in the work with your relationship with yourself. Yeah. Right <laughs> now. Yes. The only advice. Yeah. That's the only thing <laughs> that matters. It. Yes. Start being nice to yourself. Yeah. Don't wait like ten or twenty years. Yes. And go to therapy and like open that Pandora's box. And right. You know? Hello. And then you chug it at Advil PM to go to sleep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That um, is definitely true. Your partner can't rescue you. Your partner also can't be your constant validation either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's exhausting. Mm, terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a hard job, and you don't want you yeah. don't want to give anybody that job. Yeah. Um, but I would say like another myth out there is that like help like the best relationships, healthy relationships are effortless. What? Um. Yeah, like that's a myth to me, right? Yeah, um, that is a lie. Like there is no such thing as a happily ever after. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think Disney and rom coms yeah. really fucked us mm-hmm. and like our expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships take work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes in big ways, but I think more often than not, the key to maintaining a healthy relationship is showing up in small ways yeah. and yeah. Um, really making an effort mm-hmm. to. Um, connect with your partner and to be honest with one another Mm -hmm. so yeah I think um, my mom told me this and I'll never forget it that a good relationship requires two forgivers Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. and because at the end of the day it's not about just you anymore it's you and this other person Mm -hmm. and you once you get swept up in it right the first three months it's like all so fine and dandy and then yeah. you get involved in this other person's life and all of a sudden you mm-hmm. care about it like it's your own yeah. and all of a sudden you don't have room the same way that you did before for all the other mm-hmm. stuff that you used to care about yeah um and people and and people can't lay things into you the way that they used to be able to when you were single yeah. um and so when you get together with another person and you guys have a fight or you have a, um, you know, they don't show up for you the way that you wanted them to, Mm, it can, mm -hmm. that in itself can build up resentment from being a forgiver from before. Um, and that's something that I have a real issue with, um, that I frequently take to my notes app (laughs) to get to going. I do this with friends too. Um, that, 
if for one second they do something wrong and they don't show up, da, 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 I write down, oh my God, like. Are you keeping a list? Oh, oh. <laughs> Check it at All the time. Like, Always. Oh my God. And I, <laughs> shout out to Rachel from Married to First Sight. Oh my God. Because my girl <laughs> went to Jose and said, can you stop cooking on that electric stove, please? Because I have something to say. <laughs> And pulled yes, up the hard nose. nose app from three weeks ago. And was like, so you really made me mad here, even though you left me out the house yesterday? You've been doing this shit for 22 days and a half. And here's why. And laid into that man. Oh, yeah. we. Right, rightfully so. Rightfully so. And as wrong as he was, because he is wrong, mm. she should have also expressed those feelings that earlier. Yeah. when she had them. Yeah. Um, but shout out to her for keeping that letter because that was a read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tuned out, did not accept. Oh, no. Like, yeah, no. no. Yeah, he wasn't horrible. He, he wasn't willing to. But yeah, that's that's one of my habits too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I mean, something that I struggle too with is like not always verbalizing how I feel mm-hmm. and just bottling mm-hmm. it up. Yep. Um, sometimes, because you know. You never know how your partner is going to respond to your feelings or to a certain conversation. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I, I'm very avoidant. Like I think it's just, for me mm-hmm. in the moment, it's just easier to not go there and potentially get into an argument. Mm. But I would say I would really encourage people to not do that because I think ultimately it just it does lead to resentment. And mm-hmm. in the long run, it's like the same result. Like there is going to be an argument potentially yeah. and it might be even worse than if you had nipped it in the bud and had talked about it earlier yep. you know yep, yep um yep. so yeah i think communication is really important mm-hmm. in, in relationships and like that um fear of not being vulnerable too because when mm-hmm. you're you, when you have feelings when they don't take out the recycling um yeah. and you have boxes sitting in your apartment for days <laughs> and days and you're like yeah it was recycling day yeah that can feel really stupid. Mm-hmm. And then they like don't pick up dinner and then they don't show up and then they're late for this thing. And you're like, wow, all I sacrificed for you. Are you for real? And then yeah. You really don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's just some of the work that um, Danielle and I are doing. Not to <laughs> invite you guys too much into our, our homes. Yeah, no, you know. no, no, no. <laughs> just keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so on that note, do we want to keep it 100? Yes, keep it 100. All right. Um, so I have a few questions for you. Oh, my God. Um, so I know that you were single for a while mm-hmm. and that you struggled with that for a little bit mm-hmm. how did you get to a place where you were at peace with being single um so number one i tried okay i tried having like casual encounters mm. once and i was like this is not for you girl i was like yeah no fucking way i do not like this no um and then I <clears throat> was celibate for three years. Um, oh my god! And I don't know this—the difference between celibacy and abstinence. I, there's a difference there, but um, yeah, I didn't have any relations for any mm-hmm. sort of relations with anyone's body parts for three years, <laughs> um, and it was 
very much like a cleansing time for me, a healing time for me. And then mm -hmm. I got into therapy and started to dive into relationships with family that it then in turn affected relationships with mm -hmm. how I felt mm -hmm. about dating. Not even yeah. like people romantically, like just dating in general. Totally. Um, and <clears throat> that in that chair, in that office is where I learned forgiveness um, mm -hmm. for things that happened 10, 12 years ago or tw 10, mm -hmm. 12 years prior, I should say. Um, yeah. And I also learned to forgive myself at that time. Yes. Too. Mm -hmm. And so after that, and also learning that heartbreak uh, goes away mm. and that I got through it so there's yeah. nothing wrong with me going out and trying to date again. Putting yourself out there, yeah. Like, even if you go through heartbreak again, yeah. like you've already experienced that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not... I'm sure it would still be painful, yeah. but I feel like it can't... I don't know. Can it be as jarring as the first, the first time? One, like, I don't know. <laughs> the first one is so intense. Yeah, it is really... Oh, my God. You really think you're never going to get over that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I... Towards the beginning of me trying to date crunch i started manif number one manifesting a life of it as if i never met a man again mm -hmm. what would be my life yeah. and then number two i started to um manifest what my dream man would mm -hmm. be and started to kind of talk to him and be like i hope you had a great day today i hope that Aww. you're preparing for me and that you're ready for me and i hope that we have the best time ever together Oh, that's so cute. Very shortly after, like weeks after, I got with Crunch. That's so spooky. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Did you have like a Sierra prayer? <laughs> no, that's the thing. That Sierra yeah. prayer was my um, life that I wanted to manifest mm. of being dolo. <laughs> that, yeah. that was a Sierra prayer of like, okay, if this never happens for me for real, I have to face this because it might yeah. happen. That yeah. I this I that I never meet. I have to be okay with yeah. I gotta I be okay, okay with, with that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what does this mean? What's my plan? Because there are some mm -hmm. things that I want to do, like be a mother, that I don't want stopped mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I haven't met anybody. And so wow. like, what does that look like? So getting really real with yourself, like Very really real. thinking about every scenario. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that probably took away some of the fear, right? Because you have a little Definitely. bit of a plan, right? Yes. <laughs> like it's not gonna. It's not completely hopeless. Exactly. It's something to look forward yeah. to. Mm -hmm. So dating mm -hmm. became extremely casual. Yeah. And there was much There's less not as pressure. much pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. Damn. I know. Damn, that's some good advice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then when you were single, like, how did you feel during the pandemic? I guess you were doing a lot of work, like you mentioned, like you were in therapy and stuff. Um, so I'm a little curious, like what it was like during the pandemic when you were single mm -hmm. and then what it was like when you were entering or starting this new relationship during the pandemic. Yeah. So during the pandemic, I, that's when I felt like, wow, I may never meet a man because mm -hmm. it felt like, wow, we might be inside the house forever. We're still in the house. <laughs> that <sighs> is when, especially cause it was like cold then that was when it was mm -hmm. like shit. The, like I'm living in the fear right now. I have mm -hmm. no chance of meeting anybody right now. 
I just moved. Yeah. I did, like, there's nothing, right? Yeah. Um, at least meeting anybody new. And so... Yeah, yeah. Um, that actually pushed me to, like, manifest that a little bit more, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I was also dealing with, like, just, uh, like, depression, fear, anxiety on the, its most basic level. That I mm-hmm. wasn't as concerned if it was the summer. Yeah. If we could go outside, that would be different. But it was... Yeah. It was, like, really, really rough at that beginning of that time. And it's like you had enough on your plate... Yeah. ...to be, like, worrying about, like, your relationship status. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and then during the pandemic was mm-hmm. when I started getting real strategic with Crunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I started to, okay, so we would have, like, our little meetings, right? To, like, catch up on whatever <laughs> for work. Because mm-hmm. we worked. Work stuff. We were, yeah, we worked together. <laughs> so I'd be like, I have a question. Code. And yeah. uh, I would schedule those meetings any time after 3.30. Any time before 3.30, I was busy. Always. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to him forever. And we would talk until, like, mm-hmm. 8 o'clock on Zoom. Oh my god! And so then, <laughs> so dedicated. I, I know, so dedicated to my craft, please. And then, um, yeah, Juneteenth rolled around, and it got mm-hmm. real intense for Black people during that time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we kind of were checking on each other because we were in the same workspace. Yeah, dominated by white people who had no clue what to do. Yeah, and, like a temperature check. Like, yeah. is this really happening? Yes. yes. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, we uh, just we got together in person outside of work for the first time in the pandemic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on his birthday. And oh my god, I was so hyped. I know you were. You were my exit plan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> see you never. <laughs> And then it just got intense really fast because we had to do intense things really quick. Mm-hmm. We hosted a holiday yeah. in our first three months together. That was like oh my wild. God. Yeah. When I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, we hosted Christmas. Like we lived together. Like that's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, yeah. But in pandemic dating, that's how it gets. You have dinner. You have mm-hmm. um, a picnic outside. And then you have a walk outside. And those were the yeah. activities that we could do. Yeah. It's almost like love is blind or something. Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> yes. You're just like spending more time and it's like mm-hmm. quality time. Quality. And, yeah. 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 That's when I got those skin deep games too. Because I was oh, like, nice. we gotta, like, I'm running out of shit to ask you. Like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So that was pandemic dating. Wow. And then I... Um, would love to hear more about how Crunch won your heart. Oh, oh my God. Um, he, I would say his respect for women was number one. Yeah. Um, and then also his ability to teach and his ambition was also mm-hmm. up there. He was someone who was like, uh, not in my department, but he was a step below me when I met him. And mm-hmm. shortly after we got together, he got promoted, got a raise. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. he was, when we were just friends and working together at that time, he was definitely like itching for opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. And that he's also somebody who's very educated 
and very self-educated and that also mm-hmm. um was a turn on for me and mm-hmm. um he was just really gentlemanly and like mm-hmm. lovely and nice and our first date we like kissed at the path at two o'clock in the morning it was very like the movies Ooh. yeah 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 like your leg popped like in princess diaries totally. or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh boy that was it pretty much yeah yeah Aww. um okay I did not prepare a list of questions for you. It's totally cool. But <laughs> I do want to know, I want to know some fun things. Number one, mm-hmm. I want to know what's um, Adam's favorite meal that you cook. Oh my God, that's so easy. Really? Well, I guess it's two things. Okay. The more, I'll, I'll start with the fancier thing, which is, the duck confit like he loves when i make that he's like damn this is like out of this world this is really good like this is probably the best dish that you make but something that he loves for me to make him like on the regular Mm -hmm. is halal food like (laughs) that is his bread this man and his motherfucking halal food oh my god oh my god yeah it's called danny's halal he loves it uh (laughs) you know it's uh Especially, like, after a stressful day at work, yeah. it's, you know, he's always happy to come home to that. That's his so. comfort food, yeah. Yeah, it's his comfort Have food. Have you ever been to the market on, I think it's 32nd and 3rd or something like that? It's like a whole Middle Eastern market that's over there? No. What? We gotta take a trip. No. Yeah, oh, we should. Yeah, we gotta go. Um, okay, and then what is the best way that you receive love from Adam? Like, what makes you feel the most love from him? I think it's a combination of, like words of affirmation Mm -hmm. and like physical touch like Mm -hmm. him just giving me a big hug yeah or like comforting me and letting me know that everything will be okay Mm -hmm. or that he's proud of me Mm -hmm. um and i think also just like spending quality time like because he works so much and has like crazy hours Mm -hmm. um when we do have that quality time it just feels like really um reinvigorating and just feels good um, and my third question is, why haven't we devised a plan for you to be the newest Real Housewife of New York City? Oh my God, never. Because I never. feel like you could definitely do it. Oh no. Um, and I feel like... I would sooner be Sonia's intern than a Real Housewife. <laughs> no! <laughs> I would no! love to be an intern. I oh do not want to be a housewife on oh that show. Oh my God. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that, that's a rough cast. That's... It's, with Ramonia? I, know, I can't. I know. She'd have to, yeah. But I could still see, forget all the rest of them. I could see you, Leah, and Ebony going somewhere super fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Leah, like, yeah. I don't know, at least twice. Yeah. Because she lives in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no chill, though, when I see her. I'm like, don't stare. Really? Don't. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it cool. Keep it cool. I think, yeah, I think you're, I think you're the balance they're looking for. You're married. You're young. <laughs> I, think, I think it's it. You're diverse, but like not too much. I think it's it. Yes. <laughs> white Latina. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Got a little spiciness. Oh, oh my God. Man. Damn. Man. Why didn't I think of that? Man. Uh. <laughs> Sonia, if you're listening by any chance, oh, we would love to be an intern. <laughs> Man, those are lovely <laughs> questions I have yeah. off the dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess like one thing that I would say in the Keep It One Hundred segment, mm-hmm. like um, 
because I've been in a relationship mm-hmm. for so long. Um, you know, Adam and I go to couples therapy. I feel like there's no shame None. in our game. None. Um, I, you know, I, I would implore anyone who, because I feel like a lot of times people use couples therapy as like a last resort. Yes. And like, you do not need to be on the brink of a divorce Mm-mm. or like breaking up to like seek help Mm-mm. or to try to strengthen your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk a little bit more about it in the soul stretch segment, okay. but um, yeah, I would really encourage anyone who's interested to seek out a couples therapist, mm-hmm. and that there's no shame in it. No shame no at shame all. In couples therapy. Yeah, no regrets in going to couples therapy either. Yeah. Like Adam and I still go. Um, you know, we go not as often as we did when we first started, mm-hmm. but um, we definitely see an improvement in our relationship and the yeah. way we communicate with one another. Um, is it like a bed of roses? No, right. but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like we've made so much progress and um, that's something to be really proud of. How long have you been going for? I think since like April of this year. Okay, okay. So you're almost, Yeah. if you yeah. guys are on the best path, you're almost done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were going once a week and now we go um, once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. There was a time where we didn't go for like a month because of like traveling and scheduling right. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I definitely see the benefit of, like, I'm not ready to, like, just stop going, mm-hmm. I guess. I think it's, like, nice to have that extra help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as, like, we work out things and mm-hmm. um, just, like, having certain conversations that are tough. It's good yeah. to have, like, a n- neutral third party. Because mm-hmm. um, I would say, like, it is hard for me to sometimes get vulnerable and talk about my feelings. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard for, you know, my partner to do the same. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, we find it really helpful to just have just like this neutral person where it's like a safe space to really just be open and honest with one another. And I have one more question for you now. Now I'm on a roll. <laughs> now <second>. it's like <laughs> I was asking yeah. you what is, what's his favorite food. Now I'm on a roll. How um, do you think that there is like a stark difference between like when you go for therapy for yourself, you know mm-hmm. the hard work that you're going to be doing. And mm-hmm. it's very intense, but it's just you, so it kind of feels like you don't have to depend on anybody else. With couples therapy, does it feel that same intensity as it does with therapy as an individual? Sometimes it, couples therapy can be intense. Like, I think any form of therapy mm-hmm. can be intense because you're being vulnerable, you're being open and honest about really difficult things. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can get triggered during therapy, whether it's individual or couples therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you work through it, you... You know, I think just being really curious about like what's coming up for you mm. is really helpful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and but you know, I think what I find helpful helpful um, with couples therapy is that oftentimes Adam and I will kind of have a little bit of a game plan. Like, what do ah, we want to come into this session okay. to talk about? Okay. Right. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll just talk about something that came up during the week, the week. or yeah. or since the last time we've talked to our therapist, mm-hmm. but. You know, typically we will always, you know, kind of check in with one another. Like, Mm -hmm. because sometimes there isn't really that much to talk about. Like, we've had a, there's like nothing has come up. It's like, what do we want to use this time for? So it can be helpful to have a game plan. And and also that way, like, you're not blindsided during a couple's therapy session because that's not particularly fun when your partner is like talking about something and you're like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you feel attacked and that's not going to necessarily, uh, start a like oh like a completely open conversation Mm -hmm. or um i guess um i guess productive conversation right 
right. When you're feeling like on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We've all seen that with couples therapy on Showtime. Anybody who's not watching, you're crazy. Please watch that show. That is <laughs> one of my favorite shows, it's Couples Therapy on Showtime. So good. Wow. So good. Um, and I remember something that I love this therapist. Like, if she didn't charge, I don't Oh my I, God, I she's $5 like, million? Dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I would totally want to see her. She's so great. Yeah. Um, but something that she brought up in one episode was that she's not just seeing the two people that are coming into the room in that particular session, like the, every couple is bringing their own histories, their own past relationships, their own stories, their own family dynamics. Mm -hmm. Like there is a lot that is being worked through. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's it's also important to, whether it's couples therapy or individual therapy, Mm -hmm. like finding the right therapist for you. Mm -hmm. Like I know Mm -hmm. with me personally, like with individual therapy, it took me a few therapists to write the find the right person yep. for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want that to discourage you if you yeah. start therapy and you're just not feeling it mm-hmm. or you feel a disconnect or the therapist isn't providing whatever it is you need. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely encourage you to keep going and to find someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh my God. Should we stretch our Ooh. souls? Yes, <laughs> always. I, I feel like it's kind of like a relay race when we do these things. I know. Like by the time we get to the soul stretch, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, man. So solutions and resources on how we heal and start our journey in the Can We Discuss? Mm-hmm. Um, and you wrote down some excellent ones here that I think are key Challenge what you've learned from your parents. No matter who mm-hmm. your parents are, their marriage is not perfect. Um, no marriage is perfect, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, whether it's that they had a rocky one, whether they looked like they were perfect on the outside and mm-hmm. like they were fighting, or whether they're even divorced. Um, yeah. They, like, you are not, are you a product of that relationship? Yes. Are mm-hmm. you that relationship? No. 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 So uh, definitely challenge what you learn from your parents. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I think girl. Maybe, maybe you wrote these down because the next one is challenge what you've learned from church slash religious background. I was like, you get <laughs> spicy in the outline. No, no, no. That, that must have been me. me. <laughs> That's not me at all. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, yeah, challenge what you've learned from your religious background. I think I wrote that one down because when I dated that guy who was supposed to be my husband, he, mm. I met him at church. Yeah, and yeah. he carried with him all the ideals that I hate about religion. Mm-hmm. This is religion in general. Yeah, most religions um, that are popular, especially in this country here right now today, uh, objectify women, put mm. um, women down in some way. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it is written in these scripts that women are prizes, but men go into it thinking that they are the prize because they yep. have to be the spiritual leader of the house, which is what uh, Christians believe. I'm not sure about anybody else. And <sighs> then um, also there is usually a uh, just hatred for LGBTQ plus people. And those four things, that's another deal breaker for me. Like, yeah, that no. is a... No, if you have hatred against any any marginalized group, you have got mm-hmm. to go. Like I can't. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Because you no patience, no, no tolerance for that. I have none. No. Um, yeah. 
And so, yeah, challenge what you've learned from those, um, from your upbringing in that way. I know that Mm -hmm. I did quite a bit because at the very beginning of most sessions for um, like a young women's seminar and things like that, they would say that God gave us the the freedom of of choice, but Mm -hmm. here's the rules you got to follow in order to get a man because at the end of the day, the man is the prize. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. versus in the young men's seminar where they'd be like, don't try not to like look at butts. I don't even know what they're saying in those things. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I don't I have no awareness of what's going on in there. But what it isn't is um, like, get married now, this woman is a prize, right? That's mm-hmm. not, yeah. that, that ain't it. Um, it's probably per- just perpetuating like traditional gender roles, right? Like exactly. the man is the protector and yep. provider mm-hmm. and... The woman has to do what you say yeah. because you're the protector, <laughs> yes, provider, right? <laughs> Whatever, right, 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 right. Um, and yeah. that kind of stuff uh, is not based upon your relationship with God or whoever you serve. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, definitely challenge what you've learned, what you've been conditioned. Yeah. Totally. Know? Yeah. Oh my God! I thought you wrote that down. I'm like, girl, you about no, to go girl. for it, girl? <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> Okay, go to yours. Yours is much more no approachable than mine. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, yeah, some of the things that I have down here in the soul stretch segment. Um, so the first thing I have down here is the Gottman Institute. Mm-hmm. I follow them on Instagram. They're Gottman Institute, um, and they are they offer a research based approach to strengthening marriages, families, and relationships. Mm. Um, Dr. John Gottman. He's conducted research on all facets of relationships for the past four decades. Um, The Gottman Institute offers live workshops and take-home training materials for couples. Mm -hmm. And then they also have this referral network where they provide therapy referrals to couples. Mm -hmm. Um, And then under the Gottman Institute, they also offer a free podcast called Small Things Often. Mm. And these episodes are five minutes or less. Um, Each episode provides simple, quick tips to help you strengthen and enhance your relationships. Um, So it's it's great to listen on your own or with your partner. I think Natasha Um, and Nate do this one, I think. Oh, yeah, Yeah. cute. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like I think it's a great way to reconnect with your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, I've definitely listened to a few episodes with Adam. Like there was this one episode from February 24th. It was titled Questions that happy couples ask each other. Mm. Um, and so it was five questions and they're all open-ended. Mm-hmm. And you know, the first question was, what are your three biggest needs and how can I fulfill them? Mm-hmm. Um, and so some examples that they provided were, do you need your partner to be a better listener mm-hmm. or do you need more affirmations or physical touch? Mm-hmm. Um, so just like being able to start a dialogue and just talk about, I think really important things. Mm-hmm. Um, like we mentioned, relationships take work. Yeah. So, the Small Things Often podcast is a great tool and um, way for you to reconnect with your partner. Yeah, um, just like those small things can build up, like we were talking about, that mm-hmm. have resentment. These small things, like asking those can questions. Can build up, yeah, build to build up that resiliency mm-hmm. or, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, and then Dr. John Gottman, he also wrote a book called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. Mm-hmm. I actually have the book on my bookshelf. I have never opened it, but, um, <laughs> one of those, yeah. If, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're, uh, interested, you could also, you know, if you really like the Instagram, if you really like the podcast, that could be another resource yeah, for you. Right. Um, and then, um, I think just like 
again like you have like that skin deep game i think just like asking questions can be really helpful Mm -hmm. and a great way to get to know your partner even more Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like you know i've been with adam for such a long time but when you add like there's a like i mentioned before the new york times uh 36 questions to fall in love Mm -hmm. Uh, we did that one time. It, it, it was a study based on um, that tested whether intimacy between two st- strangers could be accelerated by asking each other these specific questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adam and I did it, and like some of the answers surprised me. I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. wow, I didn't know that about you." Yeah. You know, so it was a yeah. great way to learn more about him mm-hmm. and um, hear more of his like perspective and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's another tip. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, again, just, like, making moments to create memories with one another, whether it's yes. scheduling a date night mm-hmm. or going on a trip, trying something new yes. together. Yes, someone, um, Horrible Decisions actually did this when they were doing their, like, kinks. Uh, oh. They were doing, like, a kink list, and they said mm-hmm. that doing something new with someone who's never done it feels like you're mm-hmm. doing it for the first time. Yeah. Even together, so... Even doing something like taking an Orange Theory class together. If I'm doing that this weekend. Get the Adam. fuck out of here! No, yeah, you're not. Yeah, he's never done it before. Yeah, of we course are. he hasn't. Look at a craziness. Oh my god, that's so exciting. Um, are you going? But that's like in his wheelhouse. Yeah, definitely. Are you going in yeah. like close to you guys? Or are you going to Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, now nice. we're going. Um, going in our neighborhood. Yeah. Nice. So, oh my yeah. god, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So doing stuff like that's gonna feel like a whole new experience because before you did it mm-hmm. with your sister, and now you're gonna do it with your man. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like he's someone who really likes working out. Mm-hmm. Like I don't particularly like doing it. I do do it for like my mental health. Right. But it'll be a way for us to bond. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's gonna be a good workout. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's something we'll do more in the future. Yeah. Like take more Orange Theory classes. Yeah. So. Or or yeah. even like get class pass and like do mm-hmm. do all kinds of new stuff together. Or yeah. Um, like go, uh, Mandy from Horrible Decisions, she said to go to like the Empire State Building together, right? Oh yeah, like, that'd do be some, cute. You know, do something like that. Yeah. Have him take a Tuesday off and like go mm-hmm. to the Empire State Building. Um, yeah. Something like that could be great memories that you have together. Yeah, totally. And then I would, the last thing that I would suggest is, you know, you've mentioned this a little bit about like manifesting, mm-hmm. or, you know, whether... I think you can do this whether you're single or in a relationship. Um, I think it's a good idea to just sit down and make a list of your wants and needs. Mm-hmm. And so when you're making this list, your wants would be a list of things that you'd like to have in a partner, but they're not deal breakers. Mm-hmm. And then your list of needs would be these non-negotiables, things that you absolutely mm-hmm. need from your partner in a relationship. Um, I know that I have sat down and done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a good way to kind of level set and kind of figure out like are your expectations realistic yeah. are they yeah. like over the top um mm-hmm. what is it that you really want mm-hmm. uh, what do you want from a relationship so yeah definitely. um just sitting down with yourself and getting curious and the one thing the one last thing i'll say about manifestation i got a notebook that was like maybe two by three right it was mm-hmm. so small and so mm-hmm. manifestation didn't feel like I had to fill out a whole 8 by 11 mm-hmm. ass page of yeah. stuff that I want. Or, you know, oh, this is what I want if I'm single. This is what I want if I'm married. This is what I want. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It felt like, okay, I just have to make a list of these couple of things. Or I just have to pray for these couple of things. And then I can be done. And if I do three mm-hmm. pages, then that's great. But if I do one page, yeah. I'm set. Um, so if you're doing things like daily manifestation, then uh, mm-hmm. that's another helpful tip that I have. Yeah, um, totally. Okay. Wow. 
Well, on that note, <laughs> on that note, because Beverly Hills comes on in 40 minutes. Just keep it moving. It's talking um, about Bravo-ish. Bravo-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where we talk about the reality TV we're watching. Most often it's Bravo-related mm-hmm. and anything going on in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's kick it off with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yep. Um, it's been a while since, you know, I saw it last week. I haven't rewatched it, so. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't really have that much to say. There are only two things that really stuck out with me, that stuck out to me during this episode. The first was, you know, I love Kathy, Mm -hmm. um, Kathy Hilton there. I think up until this point, there was only one other time where she had me pause when she was talking about how her good friend Michael Jackson didn't see color. She doesn't (laughs) see color. Yeah. Yeah. This other moment too gave me pause and it really upset me actually um like i don't know if she was having a brain fart or what was going on Mm -hmm. but the fact that she did not know the name of the woman who works for her yeah yeah. i was pretty offended by Mm -hmm. um i think that's just like basic human decency Mm -hmm. to know the names of the people that work for you Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so that definitely was like a big wtf for me Um, and then bravo making a joke of it and being like the lady the lady i'm like no that's not cute yeah that's not (laughs) the lady has a name the lady deserves respect Mm -hmm. so doesn't matter if she cleans her house or whatever the fuck she does like yeah it it is irrelevant and clearly you desperately need the lady because you forgot your whole life at home (laughs) get together kathy (laughs) come on the lady can only do so much so much (laughs) Um, and then the second thing that really upset me with last week's episode was just the constant prodding Mm -hmm. and bullying and gaslighting of Garcelle Um, I'm so over Lisa Rinna Um, in the words of Taylor Armstrong enough (laughs) like enough (laughs) I want her to be fired (laughs) so bad enough (laughs) enough It's just too much. Yeah. Like, yeah, her white ridiculous. supremacy was really showing. Yeah. It's just leave this woman alone. All of them. All I of them. N- yes. Noticed some pretty particular things that were going on in the conversation with Garcelle. Mm-hmm. They speak to her as if they are instructing her, like she is a child. Mm-hmm. They don't do that with anybody mm-hmm. else. There's a lot of disciplining of Garcelle. A lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want this, then you have to earn this. Well, if you want mm-hmm. this, then you have to act like this. Talking mm-hmm. to her as if she has to beg and plead yeah. to be their friends when she is. Meanwhile, with- Erica is throwing threats, oh, acting a fool, acting a goddamn <laughs> fool, stealing yeah. from people, mm-hmm. like just out here wild, and yeah. is is very soon on her fall from grace. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they don't act like that towards her, and it's yeah, no. it's really uh, obvious, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's why I can't rewatch the show again. Cause I'm like, this is too much. Like this. Yeah. I think that's why. I, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't I'm good. Do it. Can't do it. And just over, um, yeah, the, just everybody really attacking and going for Garcelle, especially Dorit has made it her line this mm-hmm. season. And I think PK is trying they're trying to edit it so that PK mm-hmm. is the one to like get her out of being the accountable one. I hope at the mm-hmm. reunion they get to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. I hope somebody gets to it. Yeah. Maybe I yeah. should write in the question when Andy does Please. the question. Oh Maybe my I god. Because I'm oof. Ooh, makes yeah. me so mad. Yeah. I mean, it, 
I mean, we all knew that there was no way that the the women would move on until the end result was Garcelle crying. Crying. Yeah. Um, but it was just so unfortunate. And yeah. even as she was crying, like the fact that she had to ask, like, have you ever felt yeah. like have you ever felt this way? Have yeah. you ever felt like so excluded yeah. or like that you didn't fit in? And then the audacity for them to be like, yeah, yeah I, have. Yeah, I felt that oh way. No, God. it's not the same, bitch. No. It's not the same. No. Like clearly you've learned nothing. Right. Right. I, I, I uh, can't. Yeah, 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 I can't either. And also Crystal, you need to step up, girl. Yeah. Um, you need to, yeah. It's, I right? Mean, I don't even, I don't even want to put it on her though, but. I don't want like, to, but like. Yeah. As, the, uh, as another person of color yeah. to just let Garcelle know that she does have an ally in that particular group. Right. And someone, I think to a certain extent, um, Sutton does defend Garcelle. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. the only one, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, let's move on to the brightest spot in the week. <laughs> The, the best. Real oh my god. The editing in this uh, fucking this episode. <laughs> superb. Superb. Like, get them an Emmy stat. <laughs> right now. <laughs> it was like sitcom. Yeah. It was thriller. It yep. was like all of these different genres into one, <laughs> to one episode. Oh, um, so good. Yeah. I mean, the reasonably, sh- re- reasonably shady invites. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Giselle is just so immature. Like yeah. that's my main problem with her is like yeah. her hypocrisy mm-hmm. and her immaturity. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm glad that uh, Robin put her foot down and was like, absolutely not. Like I will not have this party if you're not going to allow all, every woman to go to use your bathroom. bathroom. Yeah, like if you're not going to treat everyone the same, yeah. then I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was absurd. Yeah. So. Um, Grace driving. The best thing ever again. Yeah, I want to see yeah. it every week. I would yeah. love that. I, want, I, want, I, I would love an Instagram show. I want them. I want her kids to have their own show. Like literally, yeah. when they yeah. were getting ready for the party, like mm-hmm. <laughs> the way they were like, "Mom, don't do that." Mom, that's yeah. for like the front. Like literally, yeah. I feel like it could be like a Charlie's Angels remake yes. where they just save and come for Giselle's ass yes. every week. It's like <laughs> the opposite. That. They're like, yeah. Coming for Charlie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to watch that. Oh my um, god, it's so funny. They're so great. Mm-hmm. And then I think finally just that reasonably reasonably shady party. Oh my party. god. Yo, Candace has got to stop with this. Your mama's low budget. Oh my Girl, god. Are you my serious? mouth dropped. <laughs> are you serious? I was watching with Crunch, and he was like, y'all low budget. Look, you in the backyard. I know. I know. The fact that Giselle was like, <laughs> it's like, do you see where you're at? It's like, you. there's gnats flying into people's mouths right now. Um. And your video shoot was in a parking lot. Yeah. Clearly yeah, by, yeah. again, the Howard 301 students. One of the memes that I saw on Instagram that, like, just killed me was, um, how are you gonna come for someone's mom and say that she's low budget when your mom is your budget? You know. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Like, Where's the lie? Where's the lie? It's crazy. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Um, 
and I just loved the, all of the editing from yeah, that party. It was great. Uh, what Karen tripping on the side effects from the vaccine. Yes. Uh, yes. When Candace got out of her car and it looked like she was like running from a serial killer yes. trying to get to this tent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was <laughs> superb. It, it was like Bolo level. Remember the episode of Bolo? <laughs> yes. That was like Iconic. wild editing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So good. Um, oh my god. And then Real Housewives of Salt Lake city oh man um, this is like getting it they're like edging us a little bit which is kind mm-hmm. of i'm like oh my god when's she gonna get arrested but seeing <laughs> the build-up is also yeah. good right it's like, a very slow build-up but it's like satisfying because yep. you you know where it's going uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah um some things that stood out for me during that episode was I was really rooting for Jenny's husband, but now I definitely want to see less of him because way the way he handled that conversation, like so rude, so insensitive. Oh I didn't know that this woman suffered like nine or 12 nine. miscarriages. Yeah. yeah. Something. And then, you know, her life could be in danger. Like you already have totally. three kids. Yeah. Like stop bringing up this topic, mm-hmm. especially on camera. Like it's, yeah. it's not going anywhere. Like stop like putting her in a corner. And I it's think just... when he said, I think I found a solution, I was going to be like surrogacy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't say shit. And clearly he didn't say that because they would have put yeah. that in. Yeah. I was, oh my God. I was so offended watching so offended and I was so hurt for Jenny you know like she was clearly trying to keep it together yeah I mean I probably would have lost my shit yeah (laughs) honestly yeah Mm -hmm. um but you could see the pain in her face and her Mm -hmm. voice and it was just really heartbreaking to watch so he definitely gets like the jackal of the yes (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know you could have three uh c-sections yeah me neither I thought you could only have two oh my goodness yeah. Um, and I would like to know the cocktail that Mary is on and if oh I should God. get some. Because <laughs> my girl is living, just just living life, telling her son to not come home with his dick purple. Okay? My God. That's and like trying life. to just like enlist him in the army. Like <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, your step granddaddy daddy was in the <laughs> army, so you're going to too. What? Just trying to send him away to, and and like oh if he drowns a little bit it's fine. This is your only child. What are you she talking about? She is so mean. She's, she's so tough. Oh my god, she's she's wild. so tough on everyone. Like everyone. I remember she told the choir director to start drinking water because he was too fat. That was crazy. And then she's bitching at her son because he only has water and like yogurt in his fridge. <laughs> yes. It's like which is it, Mary? Which is it? Which what is do you it? want? Um, but another Mary, Mary moment, uh, moment that I, Mary moment that I loved was when she was pooting on TV. Uh, the fact that she stopped a conversation and And Mary, uh, Meredith was not amused. Mm -mm. Um, but Mm -mm. I loved Brooks's reaction because I was right there with him. Like, is this really happening? Yeah, it is. It is. It It truly is. Um, And then I guess finally that ice fishing. First of all, Meredith's walk up to the ice fishing was <laughs> she was so over it iconic. I don't know how many drones they had to film that shit. Yeah, but my girl walked up looking like Cardi B. Walked she up like Elsa meets <laughs> Cardi B. Yeah, like where the fuck is she going right now in the middle of nowhere? And like, what are y'all filming with these ankles? I know. Oh my I god, know. it was everything. But yeah, um, Meredith got 
real mad. Jenny got secure her spot in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, for sure. Because she was so was over the drama. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, she, uh, Jen really was fucking with Brooks, like for real. And not like the gaslighting. Yeah. yeah. That was and just like the inability to be accountable. Like yeah. let's let me let me give her the benefit of the doubt for one moment and mm-hmm. say someone handles her social media. Yep. She wasn't aware that this person was liking or retweeting all of these posts. Mm-hmm. If Meredith is bringing that to your attention now and you can see how visibly hurt she is, mm-hmm. then you say, you know what? I didn't know. But I'm like, or you don't even say that, but you know, you, you have to like find some sort of resolution where you're like, I agree. That is unacceptable. Right. My, you know, right. my assistant was liking these things, reposting yeah. these things. I'm going to have a talk with them. Right. I'm going to be, this has been a learning experience. I'm going to be yep. more careful and mindful of mm-hmm. like what my assistant is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or like fire the assistant. I don't fire, know. Like yeah. you can't just be like, oh, it wasn't me. So like, it's not my fault. Like, yes. don't be mad at me. Like, no bitch, this was your Instagram account. Right. You know who did this all the time was Monique from Potomac used to do this mm. all the time mm-hmm. and it was her like cousin or some shit like, yeah her like talk to your cousin talk yeah. to your cousin <laughs> like, oh my god but yeah they yeah. always put it on people who are not on camera mm-hmm. and act like it's not them and that's yeah yeah terrible I've never seen Meredith so pissed like the fact that her sunglasses flew off her face I know. I know that was, was like like Okay, so there's disengaging, there's engaging. Right. What was this? No. Like, <laughs> this was next level. Wilding out. Wilding <laughs> yeah. out with the cannon is what this yeah. was. Oh, my God. Oh, wee. Yeah, so I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for 30 tonight. minutes. Tonight. Uh, tonight at Beverly Hills. <laughs> I'm excited for Married at First Sight. I'm excited yeah. for all this television. Uh, oh, my God. Every time this fall. This is great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so much good TV. So much good TV. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then before we know it, Jersey will be back. So something to look forward to. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, friend. Well, that was it. That was it. Yep. So that was this week's episode. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you want to share your healing journey with us, you can always DM us on Instagram at zenwhat, or you can email us at zenwhat1 at gmail.com. If you're listening right now, please share us on your IG story. We would love to grow this community and it would really help us out. See you next week.